Welcome to Test Don't Guess, the podcast created for unlicensed health practitioners who love chatting about functional lab testing. I'm Jensen, your host. I'm a functional nutritional therapy practitioner, developer of the HTMA analysis app, and creator of the Instant HTMA Professional course. But here, I'm just your curious colleague who wants to know all about the functional lab tests that you're using, how you learn to properly interpret them, and how incorporating labs has impacted your confidence and your practice. In this season of Test Don't Guess, we're going to talk with practitioners, course creators, and lab experts to help you navigate the world of functional testing, and I am super glad you're here. Remember, this is a podcast intended for learning purposes only, and it does not provide professional legal or medical advice. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Yeah, totally. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I saw you're in Croatia. Yes, I am. I uh, actually made the move for med school um, and I just, yeah, I plan on staying. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Had you been there before? My family is actually Croatian. So it's, you know, what, what I've always known. And I just figured why not? Awesome. Well, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, how you got into functional medicine and maybe a little bit about your practice? Yeah, totally. So um, I got into this probably like everybody else that you talk to because of personal experience. Um, I'm a project engineer or not project engineer. I combine that project manager, civil engineer um, by trade. I was I started my career in project management. Um, I actually worked for a company that built dams, transmission lines, pipelines, um, completely different industry. Uh, and I was diagnosed with lupus uh, at 22. So I had to leave my job pretty quickly. And, um, I ended up at Mayo clinic, um, quickly realized Western medicine wasn't for me, started listening to podcasts, found Rob Rob Wolf on a whim because of a friend. And then that really thwarted me into the world of functional medicine. Um, and then from then on, you know, I went back to get my NTP, uh, and it just kind of stoked the fire for self-exploration and let's figure out what's wrong, what's actually wrong. Um, so that's really what started the entire journey. Um, and then, you know, from there, you can do a lot with your NTP, figure out what way you want to go, what way you don't want to go. And then you, you just kind of self-research. So I'm currently, um, now finishing a master's in, uh, human nutrition. And I just plan to keep on probably going down the chronic and complex illness route. I'd like to do research eventually. So, okay. Okay. So with that diagnosis of lupus, is that what fueled wanting to work with complex cases specifically like did you, have you been able to, are you feeling a lot better? I guess is the big question. Yeah, 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 totally. So, um, when I was diagnosed with lupus, my, they ran blood work for mast cell activation and, um, no one ever said you have it. I actually found it when I was reviewing it with another practitioner. And he said, did you realize you had mast cell activation? And I said, no, nobody said anything to me. Mayo said nothing. So, um, that was really, really frustrating. The, the fact that Western medicine just didn't even look at you know, we, I don't like diagnoses as much as you probably do. It's just a cluster of symptoms, but at the same time, it's nice to know that you have something so that you can adequately address it. Um, and that really motivated me to kind of figure out, you know, what is this condition that underlies my lupus and what's causing it? So that probably really fueled the, fueled the fire. I only have a little bit of experience with max mast cell activation syndrome. So you're saying that the MCAS is the underlying root cause of the lupus. 
Um, so in a lot of cases, there is, in a lot of autoimmune cases, there is a mast cell component. It's just the hyperactivity of the immune system. Um, and then what is causing the mast cell activation just kind of differs amongst people. You know, it could be something like Lyme. It could be something like mold. It could be another underlying toxicity. It could be viral. It could be bacterial. So what underlies that mast cell activation is kind of the crapshoot for anyone. So, I mean, autoimmunity, as you know, is just a cluster of symptoms. It's never a condition itself. Very rarely is it actually a condition itself, if ever. So, right. Right. Well, so what was showing up in your lab results that Mayo missed? So, you know, met, uh, methyl histamine was a big one, leukotrienes, um, my, I'm trying to think what else, my eosinophils were high, which isn't always, um, a mast cell thing, but it just showed that there was some, some activity within my immune system. Um, but these are just some of the markers and blood work that you can see. Everything else was very normal. I mean, I did have um, uh, variable C3, C4, which is a flag for something like lupus. I had um, variability in my sedentation rates, which could be a flag for autoimmune. But um, the mast cell blood work was really what actually showed. Um, you know, everything else was within range, which was why for so many years, what I had had flown under the radar. Nobody was ever able to give me a diagnosis aside from it might be in your head. So what were you able to do with that information? Um, Google. <laughs> I mean, it yeah. sounds terrible, but Google, PubMed, um, try and research people within the functional medicine community that had um, worked with things like mast cell activation, that they had worked on things like histamine intolerance because I realized I had a lot of intolerance to high histamine foods. Um, and just take the crumbs that I had and, and, and start researching. Um, and then from there, like I said, find people that were versed in it. Um, if they had any literature out, you know, look at, look at what they had written, look at what they were putting out. If there were practitioners in it, research practitioners that may be taking clients. And that's eventually how I found my practitioner. So great. So talk with me more about how you use functional labs in your practice when you're you know, diving into these really complex cases? Do you have a certain structure you follow? It can be difficult just because by the time most people realize what they have, they've kind of been on a, an exhausting journey for years and it can be financially very exhausting. Um, a lot of people can't work when I get them or when I start seeing them. So testing, as you know, unless you do have a, a medical practitioner that can bill insurance can become very expensive, especially when you get into the nitty gritty of some tests. So I try and work with what I have. Um, you know, if there is an MD in the picture and we can get some, some blood labs easily ran under insurance, that's always nice, but that's not always possible. Um, in the States, especially blood work is super expensive out of pocket, as you know. Um, other countries like Europe, it's, it's a little bit different. Um, but I do like to run an HTMA. That's kind of, you know, just bottom line. That's an easy one. That's cheap. Everybody can really afford an HTMA. Um, optimally, it's nice to see an Igenix test, which runs Lyme, all different strains of Lyme um, or Lyme co-infections. Um, you know, Babesia. What kind of test is that? Is that blood or is that um, yeah. urine? Or yeah, it, it's a blood test. It's um, a little bit more advanced than the traditional Western ELISA blot. Um, there are a lot of flaws with that test. So Igenix is a little bit more accurate, um, especially for more chronic infections. Um, and it also looks for multiple strains. So European strains, um, and it looks all up for every Lyme co-infection, um, if you pay for it. So Bartonella, Babesia, um, Borrelia, um, Mycoplasma, you can kind of run them all, which you can kind of get some limitations with standard blood tests. 
Um, mm -hmm. but it is very pricey. I mean, it's a $1,300 test and upwards. So it's a huge investment. And like I said, I'll get some um, clients who come to me and they've been fortunate enough to have a practitioner that can bill insurance that's run it in the past, um, or they've been you know, fortunate enough to be able to run it on their own. So if I can see that, that's nice. But if not, sometimes you can really tell if somebody has Lyme by characteristic symptoms. Um, aside from hygienics, I guess, you know, that's probably not a number two priority test. I'd probably say number two would be a GI map just because the gut is the second brain, but, um, it's a little dorky anyway. Um, you know, if you know what's going on in the gut, you can kind of start to address, um, different infections. Some of the biggest infections I like to look for are H. pylori and C. diff, um, just because they're usually pretty stealth infections. Everybody goes for parasites or SIBO or candida, but, um, you know, as you know, from, uh, getting your NTP digestion is a north to south process. So if you have interruptions up in the stomach with H. pylori, um, you can get issues down, down the road and that can also contribute to mast cell activation. Um, I've started to notice that even low levels of H. pylori within range do warrant, um, some type of, you know, addressing it in some way. That's uh, really been a theme in the, the past year or so. Um, I've seen that more and more and I've seen more success with addressing it. Um, so in addition to an HTMA, a GI map, an hygienics if it's possible, um, an oat test is cool to get, but again, can't always do it. Um, a Dutch test is cool to get just because the relationship between mast cells and estrogen, but again, can't always do it, they're expensive. So there are a ton of tests you can do, but um, money is the biggest factor. And then, you know, you also get into, I have to take this test in six months again to see how I'm progressing. And you, you need a second job literally just to do tests. So, yeah. 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 Where did you get all of your training on all of these different tests? Did you, after doing NTP, did you go through one specific program or have you studied all of these separately? No, I've studied a lot of them separately. I did my HTMA, um, I did a, I'm trying to think Rick Malter. I did his course. Oh, okay. Uh, pretty traditional HTMA course. And then yeah. from then on, I've studied a lot of Andy or Andy Cutler's work. If you're familiar with Andy Cutler, um, on mineral counting. Um, but in addition to that, I mean, honestly, a lot of the seminars and the webinars that each testing company puts out, I've found those to be as useful as most, um, I guess you'd say programs. And then they're also free. So yeah that's just a personal preference. Um, and then, you know, being in practice, um, it, it also teaches you a lot because you, you research. So, yeah, that's something I found too, especially with the GI map. Yeah. Um, the amount of information that's on their website. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's amazing. If you yeah. just sit there and watch the webinars, they have downloadable PowerPoints. Yep. They have everything that you need yeah. to really understand it. Yeah. Um, and I think, something that we don't take advantage of enough as practitioners is signing up as a practitioner with these accounts yep. so that we get access to all of those resources. Just the information. Yeah. I a hundred percent think you're right. And another one that I've been really impressed with, I really, I probably went on like a neurotic rabbit hole with them for a solid <laughs> month, but it was uh, great plains labs. Um, they are awesome with what they put out in terms of, um, uh, material for learning. Um, I learned the most about, you know, like oxalate metabolism, citric acid cycle. They did a really good job of teaching interruptions with regard to chronic illness for all that, how it relates to conditions like autism, how it relates to um, any metabolic 
condition, which is what every chronic in complex illness case is. So, I mean, I was really, really impressed with Great Plains Labs as well. Yeah, I, I'm happy to hear that. It's funny when this episode airs, mm-hmm. I will have pretty much just gotten back from, I'm going to their like big seminar in oh, Chicago. Cool. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Doing, I think it's advanced oat strategies. Nice. And I'm really looking forward to it. And all of the, you know, the main doctors with Great Plains are going to be there yeah. um, speaking. And so I'm just like so excited to learn it because I've, I've only done a few webinars on the oat and it just feels incredibly complex. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to dive into it further because I don't fully understand what, what I can use it for. Like okay. what, what information, what information does it give me that I can make actionable changes towards. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It totally does. Yeah. Yeah. You can do so much with it. Um, just depending on what you're looking for. So you'll have to let me know how that goes though. Um, I'm really excited to know how I've, I've wanted to take the course, but when I really got into great planes is when Corona hit. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They have so many tests available too, and they're fairly easy to get into as really any sort of health practitioner. Yeah. 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 I like I, underutilized. I, I was going to say, yeah, I had no problem getting an account with them. As you know, Genova diagnostics is kind of complicated. HTMA isn't so bad, but even Dutch Dutch can be a little complicated too. So, um, I really like great plates labs and everything that they've, they've put out. And then they do that one free webinar to a month. Um, that's really nice. And you can, I think attend it live or if they don't, or if you don't attend it live, they can send you a copy of it. I don't know if you subscribe to that, but great plains does that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say at least they did. Yeah. I don't have time to watch them anymore. So I might unsubscribe, but yeah, I was really into it for a while. Yeah. You pretty much have to use lab testing in your practice with the way that you're working with clients. Is that right? Well, if you don't, it's kind of a crapshoot for what you're addressing. I mean, there usually are multiple layers. I mean, it's never that usually it's never that one person has one thing. Um, so, uh, you know, if, if you have multiple infections, especially say in the gut, you have parasites, you have, um, H pylori of some sort. Um, if you don't know those things, you're just kind of giving somebody a ton of herbs, which would do no one good because most people react to everything anyway. So you can't really do a trial and error with something like this. You really need to know what's going on inside of someone. Yeah. Do you take it kind of like phase by phase? Do you tell them like, Hey, here's where we're going to start. And then, or are there some people where you're like, we're just going to hit it all? No, I mean, so I actually left a test out. I'm looking at my notes right now. And one of the biggest tests that I recommend running is a mycotoxin test with Great Plains Labs, because mold is such a root cause for so many people. People are um, unknowingly living in mold, which is very common, especially if a spouse or somebody that they're living with is asymptomatic, which is very common. Um, It's not something that immediately comes to mind. So running a mycotoxin test, especially if somebody has like dramatically declined, they're doing everything right. That's super important. Um, And then, you know, moving onwards to chronic infections, um, mineral imbalances, nutrient deficiencies, that's critical to do along the way. I personally don't, aside from, you know, getting somebody out of mold, I would probably work on um, supporting somebody's body first. You know, a lot of people are super depleted when they come to me just because they've been chronically ill for so long. Um, When you're nutrient deficient, you know, you're not detoxing as well. Your drainage pathways aren't open. So it makes addressing some of the chronic infections and toxicities really hard. 
Um, so I would say in addition to getting somebody out of mold, I would work on those first. Um, those can be, it can be really helpful to see an HTMA for that and oat test as well. And then starting to address some of the chronic infections. I uh, would probably be my path personally is what I usually try and take. Okay, that, that definitely makes sense. Mm -hmm. One of the questions that I got on the Test on Guest Facebook group uh, mm -hmm. when I posted that I was going to be talking with you, somebody was asking if there were any mineral deficiencies that are common with MCAS. I would say yes. Um, calcium is a huge one. Most people 100% neglect um, just because I feel like there's so much demonization around calcium supplements. And so many people have eliminated dairy because they're either intolerant or they've to been told to eliminate it, that calcium is usually so deficient in most people. Um, most people are also overloaded with magnesium in proportion to calcium. So it further depletes the levels and calcium is super important for oxalate metabolism. And most people have like the quadfecta of oxalate intolerance, histamine intolerance, thiol intolerance, and sometimes salicylate. So I know it's just jumping around a lot, but um, calcium is huge for um, metabolizing substances that can overstimulate mast cells, one of those being oxalate. Um, calcium, as I did find too, with some research is also a mast cell stabilizer to some degree. Um, additionally, vitamins B1 and B6 are super important for oxalate metabolism for estrogen detoxification. Uh, detoxification. Um, estrogen is known to stimulate mast cells and mast cells are known to stimulate estrogen production and release. Um, so managing estrogen becomes extremely important. Um, I would also say B vitamins down the line can be pretty deficient. Um, riboflavin B2 tends to drive methylation. Methylation is super important for getting rid of um, histamine from the body, which continues to overstimulate mast cells and um, folate and B12 are super involved in that process too. So B vitamins are big. Antioxidants are usually really low. Um, mm -hmm. Selenium, vitamin C, just so much oxidative stress. Um, zinc is usually pretty low, uh, especially in proportion to copper. Um, a lot of people have such low stomach acid when they, when I start to see them that they've really started to avoid meat. They're usually really, um, limited in the foods that they can consume. Sometimes, you know, seven, five, two, three foods, like not many foods at all. Um, so when you become super restricted, you lose out on all of these nutrients. Um, but those would be some of the big hitters. Most people come to me supplementing vitamin D. That's usually not like a, a big one. Sometimes it is, but I'm trying to think what else, um, that's really what comes to mind. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So with these complex cases, and I mean, I know we're kind of going around in circles here. There's, yeah. there's, there's no one size fits all. Of course, that's exactly why we do what we do. Okay. Um, how do you structure your services to deal with the complex? Are people just paying you per session or do you say we're going to be working together for the next year? Cause this is going to take some time. I feel, I mean, it's, it's really difficult because I know financially how tough it is. So I have a really hard time pushing people to do packages. I actually just revised my pricing to do per visit. Um, but I used to really push packages just because like you said, you, you need to be consistent and it almost makes somebody, um, have a commitment to follow up on a regular basis. Some people are all about it. Some people, it is totally a deterrent to commit to a package. Um, and additionally, some people need more time to implement things. Something that I really did learn with um, chronic and complex illnesses is that, you know, some people can introduce everything that they are asked to do at once. Some people it takes 
a month compared to a week. Some people, it takes three months just because of tolerance issues or energy. Um, so I've become a lot more lenient and I just really tried to cater to what people want because everybody goes at their own pace. But I, I personally like the structure of um, packages just because it encourages people to, you know, follow up and, and do their part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there, are there any, I mean, of course there are, but can you tell me about a specific client's case where running labs made a huge difference in your approach? Maybe something came up on a lab result where you would have never guessed. Yeah. Yeah. I actually flagged this one. Um, I had a client who is asymptomatic of typical H pylori symptoms for 40 years. Um, other practitioners, other practitioners had actually, um, diagnosed him with candida despite it not being on any stool tests. And they had continued to just treat candida. They had never explored it further. They had stopped testing because the symptoms had persisted and they never said, oh, it might be something else. Um, so I pushed for GI map a few times and it was kind of met with reluctance just because it's like, oh, another test, another $450, da, 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 da. And um, lo and behold, it came back and he had H. pylori. So we ended up addressing the H. pylori and within about six months after everything had died down, um, the herbs were done. We worked on, you know, the, I guess the, the time after, you know, you do all the herbs and all the above and um, it was pretty life-changing for him. So that was really cool to see. And also um, kind of an eye-opener for me too, like, oh, I do need to push testing a little more because look at what we found. Because mm -hmm. even sometimes me as a practitioner, I'm like, no, I do understand the financial demand. I get it. We don't need to, but it is so important, especially when symptoms are reluctant and you're really not getting any progress anywhere. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I'm currently putting my money where my mouth is yeah. <laughs> with all of that, because I've, I mean, I've been dealing with, as we've all, you know, gotten into this world, we're all dealing with our own chronic thing where we're like, yeah. why is this going mm -hmm. on? And finally, in the last two years, I've gotten pretty much every test done and I want to learn how to interpret all of them as well. And so that's yeah. kind of what's fueled this whole thing for me, because I was in the hands of the, of a bad practitioner for over a year that was running all the tests, but wasn't giving me any information from them, wasn't making any protocols. And I'm just so passionate now that we have all this knowledge in front of us. We just have to learn it and be able to implement it with our clients because there's so many practitioners who are running these tests and not doing anything with it. And it's, yeah. it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Yeah. And so, yeah. I and I always, I always tell people I didn't run these on, I've, I have wanted a Dutch test on myself for nine years and mm -hmm. I just got the results three weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. run the test. It gives you such good information. Yeah. 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 I agree. 100%. Yeah. And it's like you said, um, you've been dealing with symptoms for so long and even just to get that benchmark, even to know that you don't have an issue with something, it's a pathway you don't need to address. Yes. Um, and I'm like you where you have to put your money where your mouth is. And it's like, yep, I learned that the hard way myself. I, I now understand why, but yeah. Yeah. But I it's mean, difficult. that's, that's how we've gotten where we are. <laughs> and yeah. so, and mm -hmm. why we're as passionate as we are about what we do. So yeah, that's great. Yeah. 100%. Well, um, if somebody was just getting started, they just graduated with either their NTP or maybe one of the other health coach type certifications, what do you recommend them doing as a next step? I like your idea of starting to sign up with all the labs, even supplement companies. I think that that's really helpful. Um, you know, you don't need to know your niche when you get started, but just sign up for all of the, the webinars, the 
um, courses that they have online, pick one a week, maybe I was just in a really big, let me put something on and go for a walk. You know, when I started and I just learned, um, that is the best thing to do is learn, like just get started with something. Um, and whether you like what you hear or not, or it interests you or not, it, it puts you in a pathway, you know, it puts you down a, a path to, yes, I'm, I'm doing something or I'm not doing something. So, um, I just say, get started, um, and, and sign up, sign up and learn. Yeah. Yeah. Just devour as many free webinars as possible. Yeah. yeah they're free, man. There's they're so free. many. And, yeah. and I don't think people are utilizing them as much as they should. No, no. And, um, if you're an NTP, like we are, you can submit like a quick, I think it's like a one page essay on all of the, um, webinars that you watch and you can use that as a CEU. So, oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you don't even have to pay for it as opposed to paying, you know, a couple hundred dollars for tests or not tests for courses that you don't even know if you're going to like. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, awesome. Where can people find you if they are struggling with their own health or if they want to, you know, learn more about you? So I am on Instagram. I'm pretty active there. It's probably where I'm the most active. And then you can find me on my website. My Instagram handle is at through health and back T H R O U G H. And then health and back it's plan words that nobody ever picks up on. Oh, I got it. Um, I got it. I'm with you. People are like, I didn't realize that it's been three <laughs> years. We've been working together. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. I'm a, I'm a dork. It's okay. Um, and my website is the same. It's www.throughhealthandback.com. So yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been really, really fun. It's just always nice to connect with other people who love this information as yeah. much as I do. And, um, I mean, I feel like you understand it on such a deeper level. Like I envy your brain basically right now. Like, it's just amazing what you've been able to, you know, put together and how you're able to help people. So keep I appreciate going. That. Thank <laughs> you so doing. much. All right, that is it for today. Thank you so much for joining. You can find me at testdon'tguess on Instagram or testdon'tguess.org, or you can check out the free private Facebook group called Test Don't Guess Functional Lab Chats to go ahead and continue this conversation. So until next time, always keep learning and stay curious. When someone sends me two HTMA tests and asks why they haven't seen much change, my first question is always, are you using Vicon? Vicon is the supplement company that I truly can't stop talking about inside our instant HTMA professional community, and here's why. With Vicon, you're able to customize a supplement blend based on your client's HTMA test, complete with the client's name printed right on the label. So no more generic solutions or piecing together massive, complicated, and expensive protocols. Practitioners love Vicon because it wipes out supplement fatigue, which leads to real, tangible results. And clients love it because it's so simple to take, whether they choose the powder or the pills. And most importantly, they're able to experience the magic of getting the right nutrients along with crucial cofactors for their body. All you have to do as the practitioner is choose a base formula, Customize it using over 25 different properly sourced options like extra potassium or liver support. And you can even whip up a custom prenatal or support breastfeeding moms. The possibilities are truly endless. And then just to make sure that the blend is perfect, you can always set up a quick consult with the amazing Vicon team and they are happy to help. So if you're ready to revolutionize your approach to supplementation, grab our free Vicon guide and sign up for your own free Vicon account and let them know that you heard about it from Test Don't Guess. Check out the link in the show notes to get started.